Hello, and welcome to the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Jarrett Topel. In today's episode, I want to discuss a very important yet often neglected part of the financial planning and estate planning process, and that is designating the correct beneficiaries for your retirement accounts and life insurance policies. Naming the correct beneficiaries is one of the most critical decisions you can make in the estate planning process. Yet, for some reason, many people put very little, if any, thought into this decision. People spend decades accumulating assets and watching their spending with the hopes of passing on the legacy to the next generation, but then often fail to spend the necessary time and energy to make sure their beneficiaries are correct for their specific situation and goals. As a financial planner, it's deeply disheartening to see people do such a diligent job of saving and accumulating assets, only to see these assets squandered by poor planning when it comes time for distributions. With that in mind, today I want to discuss the five most common mistakes I see in designating beneficiaries on retirement accounts and life insurance policies. First up on my list of beneficiary no-nos is having no named beneficiary at all. It may seem too obvious to warrant even mentioning, but this happens all the time. By failing to name a beneficiary, you're in essence turning over the job and the distribution choices to the state. If you die without naming a beneficiary for your retirement accounts or life insurance policies, these assets go through a process called probate. What that means is that the state will decide who is to get your assets. And to make matters worse, Probate is a very public and often costly process. There are very few times when probate is the desired outcome, and this is something that can easily be avoided by simply designating the proper beneficiaries for your retirement accounts and life insurance policies. Number two on the list of improper beneficiary planning is to have no named contingent beneficiary. Naming one beneficiary is usually not enough. Sure, it's better than having none, but there's still work to be done. If you have only named a primary beneficiary and that person happens to predecease you, you're back to having no named beneficiary. And as we already know, that is no good. People often set up their beneficiary designations for the first time while they're still relatively young. They may name their spouse or sibling or a friend as their primary beneficiary. And this may seem like enough as they're young and believe they'll have plenty of time to update their beneficiaries as needed in the future. We're all immortal when we're young, right? The problem is, in reality, you never know exactly when your beneficiary designation will come into play. The whole point of naming a beneficiary in advance is that we don't know when we'll die. As such, it's a best practice to name one or more contingent beneficiaries in addition to your primary beneficiary or beneficiaries. These are the beneficiaries who will be next in line to receive your property if your original beneficiary has already passed away. And for those of you who want to be extra, extra cautious, you can even add a third or tertiary beneficiary to your designations. And yes, it can even be your pet. Just remember to also have named a custodian to manage those assets in Fluffy's best interests. Okay, now we get to the third item of my list, which is failing to update your beneficiary designations as your life and circumstances change. Naming beneficiaries on your retirement accounts and life insurance policies should not be a set-it-and-forget-it process. 
Your beneficiary designation should be reviewed and updated regularly to reflect changes in your personal situation or financial objectives. These could be reasons such as marriage, divorce, births, deaths, relocation to another state, inheritance, substantial growth of assets, or changes in federal or state laws. There is the second or third or fourth marriage situation where one spouse never got around to making a change and still has their ex-spouse listed as their beneficiary. Talk about causing havoc from the grave. Or even more common is the situation where people add their child as a beneficiary or contingent beneficiary after their first child is born. However, when the next child comes around, they fail to add them as a beneficiary as well. We all want our children to get along and support each other after we're gone, right? Well, this is not the way to make it happen. Moving on to number four on the list of bad beneficiary planning is using the pro rata designation instead of the per stirpes designation, or vice versa. How many people know the difference between pro rata and per stirpes in regard to naming beneficiaries? The answer is almost no one. However, the difference is both dramatic and ultimately very important. To help illustrate the point, let's assume you've named your two kids as 50-50 beneficiaries of your IRA and there are no contingent beneficiaries listed. With the pro rata designation, if either of the kids were to predecease you, when you die, the money that would have gone to the now deceased child will all go to your remaining surviving child. With the per stirpes designation, if either of the kids were to predecease you, when you die, the money that would have gone to the now deceased child will all go to that child's beneficiaries, most likely their spouse or children. In general, the default election in most circumstances is to the pro rata designation, and in many situations, this may be the correct designation to use. However, once there are grandchildren in the equation, many people would prefer the per stirpes designation so that future generations are looked after. And finally, coming in at number five on my list of beneficiary blunders is thinking that by updating your will or trust that you are automatically updating your beneficiary designations. Many people have the misplaced belief that when they update their wills or trusts and change their beneficiaries on these documents, that this will also change the beneficiaries on their retirement plans and life insurance policies. This is absolutely not the case. These are separate and distinct processes that must be dealt with as such. When you die, who you've named as the beneficiaries in your will or in your trust has no bearing on how your retirement assets and life insurance proceeds are distributed. Retirement accounts and life insurance policies have named beneficiary designations, and these designations supersede what is written in your will or trust. That is why estate planning should be done in a comprehensive and well-thought-out manner, and almost always with the help of a qualified attorney. It's crucial that your beneficiary designations are working in conjunction with your other estate planning documents to ensure the ultimate outcome you have envisioned. So, now that you know some of the more common mistakes that occur with beneficiary designations, please take the time to designate your beneficiaries correctly. This is one of the most important things you can do to protect your legacy and your loved ones. This is not a simple one-time process, but an ongoing and evolving one. Of course, no one knows when they'll die, but at least you can be sure where your assets will go when you do.
opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. This program should not be construed as financial, legal, or estate planning advice. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Please remember, investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital, and seek advice from a licensed professional. Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place.